This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, lawmakers try to strengthen a law designed to stop illegal opioids from coming through the mail. OMB is close to finalizing new requirements for software security. And the FCC launches its Space Bureau. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The full rankings and analysis of the government's best places to work are out today, and the results are not so good. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. Agencies took another hit in the government-wide employee engagement and satisfaction score. The Partnership for Public Service reported a roughly one-point drop in the 2022 results following a hefty four-and-a-half-point decrease a year ago. Just 19 out of 74 agencies in the rankings either increased or held steady in their best places to work engagement scores. The partnership says the results are a warning signal for federal leaders as agencies continue to compete with the private sector for workforce recruitment and retention. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Agencies get some updated guidance to help them with their zero-trust security plans. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has added more detail to its zero-trust maturity model. CISA rolled out version 2 of the model yesterday. It was first published in 2021. CISA Director Jen Easterly says the updated document adds an initial stage of maturity to help agencies start their zero-trust journey. We found that it was too high a leap to go from traditional to advanced. So now we've got the initial stage. The updated model also adds more detail around adopting key security measures like multi-factor authentication. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Federal Communications Commission officially launched its Space Bureau yesterday. The FCC also held a kickoff event for its Office of International Affairs. The two new offices are a result of the reorganizing of what was formerly the FCC's International Bureau. The new Space Bureau is expected to handle issues like satellite licensing and orbital debris rules. Lawmakers are revisiting a law to stop illegal opioids from coming through the mail. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Senators Amy Klobuchar and Shelley Moore Capito are leading a new bill to update the Synthetics Trafficking and Overdose Prevention, or STOP Act, that Congress passed in 2018. The STOP Act 2.0 would allow the Postal Service, the Justice Department, and the Department of Homeland Security to enter into new partnerships with private parcel services to develop technology and processes that would help identify the origin of illegal opioid shipments. The original STOP Act required other countries to provide advanced electronic data on all packages coming into the country via USPS. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. OMB is close to finalizing new requirements for software security. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Office of Management and Budget expects to give vendors and agencies their first glimpse of a new software attestation form in the coming weeks. Federal Chief Information Security Officer Krista Russia says the draft form required by the White House's September 2022 memo will be open for comment after its release. He says the initial goal of the self-attestation form is to ensure when agencies buy commercial software, 
vendors are following secure development practices. He says they are not starting with third-party audits, but the requirements will be meaningful and mandate vendors sign the form. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is offering a new roadmap for funding conservation projects near military bases. The Resilience Project Funding Guide provides details about funding resources from over 25 federal and non-federal conservation programs. The money goes to supporting cost-sharing agreements between military services and other governmental organizations who partner with private conservation groups. Installations and partners can use the guide to review funding opportunities for developing nature-based solutions near installations and ranges that support military missions, preserve habitats, and increase climate resilience. The military's new electronic health record, called the MHS Genesis, is raising concerns among DOD leaders that more potential recruits will be disqualified based on their medical histories. Army Undersecretary Gabe Camarillo said yesterday the Army will evaluate how MHS Genesis affects recruiting. The platform, more than past systems, presents a more complete look at a candidate's medical history, exposing problems the recruit might not have disclosed. Camarillo says the Army will not lower standards, but at the same time it may have to issue waivers for many minor physical or mental health issues that turn up in a recruit's medical history. A watchdog report finds the Postal Service met its legal requirements estimating the environmental impact of its next-generation delivery vehicle fleet. The USPS Inspector General's office found the agency adhered to the National Environmental Policy Act when it did an environmental impact review of its next-generation fleet. That review was at the center of three federal lawsuits filed at a time when USPS planned for electric vehicles to make up about 10% of its new fleet. USPS now expects EVs to make up 75% of its next-generation fleet. Agencies have 105 questions to answer about their implementation of accessibility requirements under Section 508. The responses are a part of the government's annual assessment of agency compliance with the law. The questions cover 11 different areas, including training, testing, and validation in policies and practices. The General Services Administration and the Justice Department will use this information to issue separate reports to Congress. NASA has two new leads for its diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility efforts. Steve Shee will be the first to serve as diversity ambassador, a new position for the agency focused on external DEIA partnerships. She currently works as NASA's Associate Administrator for Diversity and Equal Opportunity. Elaine Ho will take over that position in the Office of Diversity and Equal Opportunity. Ho has previously served as the Chief Diversity Officer at the Department of Agriculture and the IRS. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, April 12, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.